You're listening to Comedy Central. November 8, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. His new album, Poison, rapper and businessman, New York's very own Swiss Beats, everybody! He's gonna be joining us. And I'm really excited because I'm half Swiss. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. If you watched President Trump's crazy press conference yesterday, I'm sorry, and you probably know by now that he got in a big argument with CNN reporter Jim Acosta, which happens all the time, right? They're like the 50 cents and jar rule of politics. <laughs> But what's new is that after the press conference, the White House banned Jim Acosta from the press room because they say that he assaulted the intern who tried to take his microphone away from him. Yeah, and this White House does not tolerate grabbing women by the arm. It's only okay, only okay to grab them by the pussy, like a gentleman. <laughs> and the problem, the problem with the White House explanation is that everybody saw that Acosta did not assault the intern. So the White House had to get a little creative with their evidence. A White House aide tried to grab the microphone and Acosta appeared to brush her arm. Sarah Huckabee Sanders tweeted out a different video, one that was sent out by InfoWars, which is a far-right conspiracy theory website that has been known to push um, far-right extremist propaganda. This video was edited, it was sped up. And heavily manipulated too. That's right, Donald Trump used a sped-up video from InfoWars, the conspiracy website run by Alex Jones. Now, just for context, they've been banned by Twitter, YouTube, and Spotify, and every other website, but the White House is like, we got you, man, we got you. <laughs> and yeah, the fact that Trump is now using doctored footage to prove something that everyone knows is a lie is deeply disturbing, but also, it's just lazy, all right? If you're gonna use a fake video, use a fake video. They should go all the way, do something like this. Yeah, that totally happened. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, this morning, we got some disconcerting news about Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's recovering right now in the hospital after she fell in her office and broke three ribs. Now, of course, we wanna give our best wishes to Justice Ginsburg. She's seen so much throughout her life, the rise of Nazism, the fight for civil rights, and that's just been the past six months. <laughs> you know, the worst thing is, if you had asked me which Supreme Court justice I thought would have fallen down at work, I would have picked Drunky McDrunk over here, not the fitness queen. <laughs> so get well soon, Ruth. And speaking of getting hurt, spanking is back in the news, and it turns out it does hurt them more than it hurts you. The country's leading pediatricians are speaking out against spanking. The American Academy of Pediatrics is calling for a ban on corporal punishment. Doctors say spanking is ineffective and may affect a child's brain development. Instead, doctors suggest parents use other methods of discipline like rewarding positive behavior and setting limits. Okay, look, I'm not saying that they're right or wrong, but I got spanked as a child and it didn't affect my brain, but by them pin. 
But whatever. I mean, maybe it's good to stop spanking. I'm just worried about the future of S&M. Because you realize people turn their childhood punishments into their sexual fantasies, right? That's the thing people do. So if we stop spanking, then in 20 years, what's that gonna be like? You're gonna see people in the bedroom like, oh, I've been so bad. You're gonna have to take away my iPad for two weeks. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our main story. <laughs> Yesterday, President Trump fired his attorney general, Jeff Sessions. But before he left, he got to give his loyal subjects one final goodbye. With tears in his eyes, Jeff Sessions waving goodbye at a Justice Department send-off, shaking hands with the man replacing him, just hours after the attorney general was fired by President Trump. And that was it. After that ceremony, Jeff Sessions hopped on a sleigh back to the North Pole, where <laughs> he will only have seven weeks to finish making all of those toys. Yeah, gotta make all those toys for all those kids he put in cages. But since Sessions is gone, too soon? Uh, since Sessions is gone, let's focus on the man who's replacing him in another installment of Profiles in Tremendousness. I have the most dedicated people. I have the best people. Meet Matt Whitaker, acting attorney general and rarely jacked Humpty Dumpty. He was a tight end for the University of Iowa, a U.S. attorney for five years, and a failed Senate candidate in 2014. And in his spare time, he's an amateur power lifter. Look at that guy. Look at that. Guy's got police tape around him. That's confidence right there. He's like, you're gonna wanna tape this off because I'm about to murder these weights. <laughs> Matt Whitaker basically seems like the exact opposite of Jeff Sessions. I mean, like, Sessions also posted a photo of himself power lifting, but it wasn't as impressive. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, I mean, we gotta get all our short jokes in now. It's now or never, they're done. <laughs> now, uh, apart from being a former US attorney and looking like Bane during the off season, <laughs> there is one other thing about Whitaker that probably makes him the perfect pick for President Trump. He shares a similar passion for business ethics. Matt Whitaker, the now acting attorney general after Jeff Sessions was fired, he is now linked to a company referred to as a scam. World patent marketing billed itself as helping investors secure patents and Whitaker was hands-on. It's a unique design that's gonna help. Showcasing a hot tub invention in this post from the company, a company that has since been shut down and slapped with a $26 million fine by federal authorities. How's America gonna hire a guy who scams hot tub inventors as its top cop? Cause that seems like a real conflict of interest to me. Like he'll be interrogating bad guys like, tell me who your partner is and be like, you are my partner. <laughs> yeah, we had a good run, didn't we? <laughs> now, if you think Whitaker looks familiar, uh, you either just cleaned your bathroom, or, <laughs> like the president, you've been watching a shit ton of CNN. Because every chance that Whitaker got, he was on the news saying this. He needs to step in and, and pull the reins back on Bob Mueller if he starts to go outside of those bounds of his delegation of, of authority. I think we should watch for Bob Mueller if he's really gonna go down these paths of unrelated financial transactions. The only difference between Watergate and this situation is actually Watergate, there were crimes that occurred, and right now we have no oh. evidence of any crime happening. <laughs> so the guy who's now in charge of the Mueller investigation was on CNN over a dozen times shit-talking Mueller and his investigation. That is so unfair to Robert Mueller. The guy was trash-talking him, and now that guy is his boss. And I know how much that sucks, because when I was in school, there was a kid who bullied me every single day, and then one day I got home, and he was my stepdad. <laughs> But it turns out it wasn't just a coincidence that Whitaker was on TV trashing Muller, right? It was actually his latest scam. 
We know Matt Whitaker here. We've, we had him on the show a number of times. This is from attorney John Q. Barrett about a conversation he says that he had in the green room before their joint appearance. Okay, he says, Whitaker told me in June of 2017 that he was flying out from Iowa to NYC to be on CNN regularly because he was hoping to be noticed as a Trump defender and through that to get a Trump judicial appointment back in Iowa. That is so devious and so impressive. <laughs> he knew that Trump spends all day watching CNN, so he wasn't just trash-talking Mueller for no reason, right? He was trying to lure the president in. So basically, Whitaker was on CNN laying thirst traps for Trump. And it worked, because Trump slid in the DMs like, I'm DTF, <laughs> down to fire sessions. <laughs> but Whitaker's plan to get Trump's attention on TV worked even better than he expected, because all he wanted was to be a judge in Iowa. And now he's the acting attorney general. That's like applying to be a cashier at Ross Dress for Less, and then they're like, forget cashier, you're Ross! <laughs> so, that's Matt Whitaker, the man who's taking Jeff Sessions' job. But don't feel too bad for Jeff Sessions. I'm sure someone will offer him a job on cable news. It's just gonna be strange when Trump sees him on TV and he's like, I like that guy! He should be my attorney general! <laughs> for more on Jeff Sessions getting fired, we turn now to our very own Dulce Sloan, everybody, joining us in the studio. <laughs> Jeff Sessions is the 15th high-profile firing of the Trump presidency. Like, why do you think that Trump is firing so many people from his administration? Because he can get away with it. Every time Trump fires one of these bitch asses, they smile and nod and then they crawl away. Scaramucci was up there crying. Sean Spencer went back to wherever his chin was. <laughs> and did you see Jeff Sessions? He was shaking hands with the man who took his job. If I had to shake hands with the person who took my job, you would have to find another person to take my job. <laughs> and that person's gonna need to find a new hand. <laughs> In fact, the only person who left with dignity is Omarosa. Whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? Apparently, Omarosa got dragged out of the White House kicking and screaming. Exactly. <laughs> and it worked. Trump hasn't fired a black woman since. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think... Thank you. I don't think Trump has hired a black woman since. That's not my point, okay? <laughs> my point is, you teach people how to treat you. I remember the last time I got fired, I was laying hands like it was Sunday morning, okay? I told them, if I'm not making money, y'all not making money. That's why there's no more Circuit City. <laughs> wow, does, I'm not gonna lie, I wish I had known all of this before I hired you. Oh, no! That's not gonna unless you fire me. And since you're not gonna do that, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Is there? No, no, of course not. Uh, let's move on. So, uh, if I hear you right, what you're saying is the White House officials should make a scene whenever they get fired to make Trump think twice before firing anyone. Yeah! You're already being escorted out by the Secret Service. You might as well earn it, okay? <laughs> Tear down the curtains, carve a dick into Trump's desk. <laughs> Just make the news make history. Tuesday Sloan, everybody. We'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome back to the Daily Show. So, 
so this is a fun story I wanted to share with you guys. Yesterday at a courthouse in Brooklyn, a jury was selected in the trial of El Chapo Guzman, the notorious drug lord and Mexican Shrek. <laughs> now I realize I shouldn't have made that joke because now he's gonna come after me. Uh, not El Chapo, Shrek. Uh, that's who I'm worried about. Yo, Shrek is no joke. People forget what he was like before he met Fiona, man. That, uh, he's got some bodies in, uh, on him, is all I'm saying. Uh, but El Chapo's uh, a, a pretty dangerous guy, too, which is why uh, nobody wants to be part of sending him to jail. Jury selection for the high-profile trial of a Mexican drug lord is now complete, but this morning his reputation is sparking fear for the juror's safety. On Monday, a potential juror was dismissed after she told the judge, what scares me is that Guzman's family will come after jurors and their family. One prospective juror was dismissed after asking for the drug lord's autograph. Someone else was dismissed for liking a sandwich named El Chapo at his local deli. A woman who watched Narcos was dismissed. This is the most gangster thing ever. Like, I've heard of Americans trying to get out of jury duty, but that one person was just like, uh, can I have your autograph? And they're like, get out of here! And like, yeah! That is genius! Like, all of these things are so genius. But the one that got me is when they said a woman got off jury duty because she watched Narcos. I'm sorry, by that logic, no one should be on jury duty, because there's like 6,000 shows on Netflix. There's a show about every crime. Right, you're gonna be like, sir, are you prepared to judge this hit and run case? Oh, sorry, I just watch comedians in cars. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. But here's, here's my favorite thing that got someone off the El Chapo jury. Finally, <laughs> prosecutors dismissed a potential juror who works as a Michael Jackson impersonator because they felt that it would be too hard to keep that person's identity a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is such an unnecessary slam on the Michael Jackson impersonator. Because his job is to literally pretend to be somebody else. And the prosecutors are like, no, we can tell it's you, Larry. Everybody will know it's you, Larry. And you know he's upset about getting bumped, because this was going to be his big break, his big break, right? He was going to be on that jury, like, they would be like, Your Honor, how do you, how do you flee? How do we find the defendant? He'd be like, he's bad, he's bad, come on, he's bad, this is like the craziest group of people. I feel bad for all of these people who are being selected because it's supposed to be a jury of your peers. And let's be honest, none of us normal people are El Chapo's peers, right? The only people who should be on this jury are Walter White, Scarface, and Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> like, what kind of maniac would actually want to be on this jury? It's weird to me to think there's just like one person out there who's like, I mean, on the one hand, me and my whole family might be killed by the Sinaloa drug cartel, but on the other hand, $40 a day! I guess I'm in. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a Grammy Award-winning iconic producer, rapper, DJ, and entrepreneur whose new album, Poison, features the track Swizz Montana. Please welcome Swiss Beats. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have been such a huge fan of yours for such a long time, and I'm not the only one. There's so many rappers who have unanimously said that you are easily one of the greatest rap producers of all time. Wow. But Swiss Beats was someone who we knew in music, and then all of a sudden, I remember, it seemed like you disappeared. Yes. And the next thing I heard, you were at Harvard Business School. Yes. 
For people who lost you at that point, what happened and what, what sparked that change? Well, I started in the music at 17 and I felt like uh, I reached every level where I needed to be. And then I, I started hitting the ceiling and then I wanted to diversify my portfolio and just do different things out of music. And I understood that the education is very important. So I had to go back and take the three years and um, forward to, so I can invest in another 20 years. Right. From the Bronx, I need all the education I can get. Okay. <laughs> it's a, that's a powerful... It's a really powerful position to take because, you know, for, for a long time, I, like, I remember when I was in the hood, like, a lot of guys would laugh. We would laugh at each other, be like, oh, you're going to school, you're trying to do this, but it really was a different step for you to take. And it wasn't just the education that you got, it was what it helped you do. Because when you came back into music, yes. it's changed how you see the game, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you think of artists as the music business, the fashion business, the art business, but a lot of creatives ignore the business part. A lot of the creatives ignore the business part and then they wonder at the end of the day, they dealt with the bad hand because they didn't understand the business that they was actually in. Right. So I wanted to go back and make sure that I understood the business that I was in and encourage other creatives to start to learn the business that you're in so you can end the game on a positive note instead of uh, talking about you got taken advantage of when you didn't invest in your own self. Right, and you came, you came back, and you, you now own what you create. Why, why is that so important? I think a lot of artists don't understand. A lot of the time, we see people, and they're like, they were broke when they retired, and you're like, but, but yeah. they were so rich, they were so famous. But yeah. that, that, that was really important to you, owning what you create. You have to. You have to. In order to um, evolve, you have to have ownership. Not borrowed time, but real time. Not borrowed money, but real money. And you have to keep the legacy going for your kids as well. Right, and if you don't have ownership, you can never be the billionaire that you want to dream of. Right, because all the billionaires I know, they own everything. Right. Yeah. If you are, if you are somebody who's aspiring to 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 follow the path that you are, you know, there's kids out there who go like, I want to be like Swiss Beast, I want to be a producer. You you have programs where you've started encouraging young yes. artists. You you've really been engaged in not just music artists, but also art artists. I mean, you you're yes. literally walking around yes. with a piece of art yes. right now. Yes. <laughs> You, you're a big art collector. A lot of people yes. don't know this about you, but you, you, you're really big into art. Yes. And what I enjoyed is that you started changing how you create mm -hmm. and curate. What you did was you said, I'm going to move from collecting to impress people, yes. and I'm going to collect art that means something to me. What did that mean and why? Um, when I started collecting art, I was collecting to impress my friends and you know, executives that would come to my home to separate myself from my peers. But then I realized that that wasn't the right reason to collect. The right reason to collect art is because you felt something from your heart with that artist. And I'm an artist myself, and I wouldn't want somebody to just collect my work just because it, it impresses their friends that right. come to the home, but actually because you felt something when you see my artwork, um, which led to me uh, creating no commissioning, giving the artists 100% of their sales, and even fighting for artist rights, and them having royalties on the resales of their work. Like right, these right, different right. things are important, so... Uh, you know, it's, it's a blessing. It is a blessing that you're passing on. And now, Swiss Beats went from music to the business, business to the art, and now the art and the business has combined in this new piece of art, yes. and that's Poison. Yes, The new album, it is long awaited. Thank the you. magazines, the reviewers, everybody is loving everything. Thank you. 10 of the finest tracks you collaborated with J. Cole, and you have everybody from Kendrick Lamar on yes. this thing collaborating. People are, you know what I mean? It's, 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 a, it's a powerful album. We saw French Montana in the clip yes. that we played. What is Poison about and why is it so specific in, in, the, in the tracks and the names? What are you yes. trying to do? So um, I wanted to come back into the music scene with a body of work that actually wasn't compromising the craft. Right. Because I could have came and went straight to the penthouse with a big crossover song. I wanted to start back to my origins of 
where people know me, and that's authentic hip-hop. I didn't want to put no big uh, record that, that, that might be top 40 on the record right, on right, this right. particular album. I, I wanted to give people something that was quality and that the artists delivered at their maximum capacity. And the name Poison comes because in life, we have to face our poisons in order to poise on. Right, so yeah, that's, that's deep. Yeah, that's the... That's real deep. Yeah. Well, I'm loving it. It's 33 minutes of the finest music ever. Thank you so much Thank for being on the show. Congratulations on everything, man. Poison is available now. Yeah. Swiss Beats! The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.